counting? How many bongs was that? <laughs> Five? Uh, whether you're a Londoner or not, or not, those bongs will definitely have a ring of familiarity to them because after five long years of restoration, Big Ben, Britain's most iconic clock, is back in business. Charlotte Clawton was the senior project leader and she was tasked with the mammoth undertaking of conserving the iconic, is that word again, because it really is landmark. Charlotte joins us now from the UK. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning. Oh, yeah, good morning for us. Good evening for you guys, I suppose. Yes, it is. It's here. It's 20 past 10 at night. What time's it there? Uh, 20 past nine. So nice and early. First cup of coffee has just been consumed. Good. And um, how did you get involved with this restoration project? Oh, that's an, uh, well, I suppose not an interesting story, but um, I'm very fortunate to be working on the parliamentary estate. So I work for the project delivery team. There's about 120 of us in total, uh, and we oversee all the different projects, uh, be that uh, data installation through to conservation like Big Ben, um, security projects, fire system upgrades. Um, I think a case of being in the right place at the right time. Uh, and I was asked to, to take on this project. So incredibly fortunate and, and privileged to, to have been able to do so. What a fascinating job you've got. So the, the, the parliamentary estate, how big is that? So uh, commonly, you, I suppose everyone assumes that the parliamentary estate is just the Palace of Westminster. There is 18 different buildings all across the area, uh, ranging from very historic buildings to very modern buildings. Um, and all of those are within the care of, of the estate. Right, right. So as a senior project leader, you, you just start from scratch and say, look, we need to repair Big Ben and I've got to pull all the people together to do it? Uh, I suppose essentially. So there's um, there's a very long run up for our project. So looking at feasibilities is what needs to be done. As you say, a massive project team. So we have been able to work with some incredible craftspeople. Um, specialist trades from uh, glazing to horologists, uh, stone carvers. Um, and in addition to that, um, a massive team of uh, consultants that we work with. So project managers, conservation architects, uh, cost consultants, uh, building services engineers, because the project itself had 22 different packages of work. So ranging from, as I say, the heritage skills that we've spoken about all the way to fire alarms and heating and toilets. So a very wide range of, of different packages of work within the project. Yes, and in, in terms of the, the, the knowledge of what state the clock was in, the tower and the, the clock itself, uh, that would have been monitored over the years and then it came to a point where we really need now to fix it and we have to stop the chimes for a bit. Yeah, spot on. So one of the key drivers for the project was that the great clock itself hadn't had a major overhaul in, I think it was 33 years at that point, so a little bit longer now um, and this is the biggest uh, I suppose intervention the great clock has ever ever had um, we have three amazing in-house clock mechanics um, and also brought in Cumbria Clock Company who are experts in turret clocks to help us um, completely dismantle it um, it's, as I say the first time that's ever happened and it was a quite a top secret operation that we had to uh, quite literally track every single component as it was taken away from the parliamentary estate to um, what was called our top secret location, but has been since unveiled as Cumbria. Um, so every single piece was was tracked, as we say, up the country um, so that our security team could track it and has been restored and enabled us time to have a look at the components because obviously they never, never stop except for time change. Um, 
examine each one, see if there are any pieces that needed to be repaired. And it's also given us the opportunity to create for the very first time a, a comprehensive operation manual. So we now have digital drawings of every single component, which never existed before. Um, and in addition to the great clock, we've also repaired the auto winder. So um, you may be familiar with uh, the, the stories about having to wind the clock by hand. Um, and as part of the project, we've been able to restore the auto winder to give our clock mechanics a little bit of a break, but they still have to wind the clock three times a week. Uh, right. why, why did you need security? Do you think someone might come and rip off bits of it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, our security teams were really concerned. I, I, as you say, it's that word iconic. And uh, they were very concerned that someone might quite fancy a, a set of Big Ben's hands in their in their garden or, um, you know, a, a trophy hunting. Yes, and they probably so, would have. Um, it was, oh, yes. So it was under, you know, a massive cloak of, of disguise to ensure that no one knew where it was. Uh, how did it travel there, just by van or whatever, different pieces? Yes. Yeah, so unliveried vans. So everything was, as, as we say, as secret as we could make it. Unmarked, um, right. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's a documentary about it, though, isn't there? So did you have cameras yes. with you? When that happened? Uh, so, the, yes, they were allowed to go in and, and have a sneak peek. Um, as you say, we've got, I don't know if you guys can access it, but um, on our Channel 4 over in the UK, there are four episodes of that documentary. And if uh, anyone is interested and is able to access them, I'd thoroughly recommend having a watch. Um, it shows you behind the scenes, introduce you to our clock mechanics, as well as all the other trades that have, uh, have taken part in, in the project. Wow. Uh, it's called Big Ben Restored, the, the documentary series. That's it. That's Great. it. Great. Oh, we can have a look and see if we can access it here. So, that the, so that's the clock itself and the mechanisms of the clock. What about the clock tower? What state was it in? Uh, so as part of the project, we, uh, as I said, 22 different packages of work. The cast iron was one of our big packages of work um, in order to repair it. Uh, so everything was like, similarly taken. Everything we could take off the tower was taken away. Uh, shot blasted and treated to see its condition and if it needed to be retreated. Uh, retreated? Sorry, that's the wrong word. Recast. Um, and we use foundries all across the UK. So predominantly Hargreaves Foundry and also Ballantines in Scotland. So it's been a real countrywide effort as part of the restoration. Um, so cast iron, we did stonework. We had our uh, stonemasons working full time. Um, we had a banker's shop. So uh, the stonemasons were actually able to carve the stone at the foot of Elizabeth Tower, very much like uh, would have happened in the original Victorian installation. Um, I'm now frantically trying to think through my brain of everything that we've done. So we've also, um, we worked with, uh, a glazier, um, John Rentians, who uh, hand cut every single piece for the clock dials. And you might think that all four clock dials are exactly the same, but uh, every single piece needed to be cut individually for, for the dials. And um, as part of that, we discovered, we always thought we had 312 pieces of glass in each dial. Uh, Transpires, we've actually got 324. Oh. So um, I love the fact we've ruined every single tour guide book um, <laughs> that's out there. Uh, well, like what else have we done? So lots, lots of reprint. Oh, sorry to. It's just, it's just the time difference here, uh, the delay. Uh, so, Charlotte, <laughs> um, and the actual, it's, well, the clock, it's, we should get the names right first. The tower is, <laughs> is known as Big Ben, but Big Ben's actually the name of the clock's largest bell, isn't it? That's correct, yep. Right, so we've just got that that naming right. Uh, when was that 
that the tower and the clock, when was it completed? You said Victorian times. What year? Oh, you're testing my knowledge here. Hang on. I've got some notes frantically scribbled in front of me. And I should know this. So we actually celebrated uh, Big Ben's 165th birthday during the project. So oh, we just need some maths then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and not actually the original Big Ben. So the, the Big Ben that we have is actually the second Big Ben. Um, yes. it, it originally got cracked. So uh, it was built in 1859 um, and remains the biggest striking chiming turret clock in the UK. There's there's that fact for you. Um, and it's 12 tonnes, the entire clock, all of that weight. Mm, that's a lot of weight. Uh, so how many bells altogether? So we have five bells, including Big Ben. Um, and just to cause confusion, we've actually got six hammers. So in order, uh, I think you just played the bells before I came on, um, in order that for us are very familiar, the Westminster chimes, um, one bell's actually got two hammers in order to, to play that tune. Oh, and what about this, uh, uh, the, the scale of them? How big are they? So Big Ben's the largest. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think how I could describe that on radio without I'm waving my arms around, <laughs> but it's not going to show. So bigger than me. Uh, and I'd like to claim I'm six foot, but I'm not at all. Um, but huge. And I think uh, back when they originally installed, and I've been listening to our clock tour guides, which is an absolute privilege because they are masters of storytelling, uh, when Big Ben was originally installed, it took eight men, uh, and I say men, uh, winding, winching it up uh, 24 hours a day at, in order to get it to its location. So it's it's monumental. It's it's huge in, it, in its size um, for us, but not the biggest bell in London. Um, that's actually, oh gosh, am I going to get this right? Uh, in St Paul's Cathedral. Ah, okay. And how do you get move around in the tower? Are there stairs or? There are. So uh, 334 stairs uh, to reach the belfry. Um, for the conservation project, we had scaffolding surrounding it. Um, so the tower itself is only 12 metres squared. So quite, quite small, even though it's 96 metres tall. Um, and you'll be able to come back and do tours very very soon and that will involve climbing up the stairs in order to reach Big Ben and also the Great Clock as well. well what about those people who are doing maintenance and things? Do they have to go up the stool? Oh, look, what's that going on? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, apologies. Division <laughs> bells. Um, I'm in Parliament, so I'm just along Whitehall and I'm hoping they'll finish. There you go. All done. Um, so, yes. I just mean for maintenance uh, and in emergency services and things. They don't have to go up the stairs, do they? <laughs> So we have installed a lift. A lift. Um, oh, that's we've, good. we've put it into the vent shaft, so a very confined space. So we've built it as big as we possibly can. So that will be used for emergency uh, evacuation. And also, as you say, so our poor clock mechanics don't have to climb the stairs each time they go and wind the clock. That's good to hear. Uh, so it's a one, two-person lift. How, how small is it? <laughs> oh, I think if you breathe in, you can probably get quite a few more in. All right. Um, but... Usual yes, size. we've fitted it into the existing building, which, uh, as you can appreciate, Victorian buildings aren't <laughs> aren't always straightforward. No. Oh, and what about things like uh, energy efficiency and um, any anything that you updated to for the modern world? Yeah, so a good example of that is um, behind our clock dials, we've now installed LED lights. So originally they were gas lit. Um, and before the conservation project, they were... I, I, 
I like to describe them as big comedy light bulbs. So we've replaced them with much more efficient bulbs. Um, and the other location where we've we've done something very similar is the Ayrton light. So the Ayrton light sits right at the top of the tower. And that's switched on when either house is sitting um, to demonstrate that they're sitting after dark. So House of Commons and House of Lords. Well, that's all good. So you've done so many things, uh, like a massive project. And how many years did it take altogether? <laughs> so we um, the project initiated back in 2015, but actual construction didn't start um, properly in earnest until 2017. Um I suppose like the entire world, we were disrupted by COVID and we closed the site for for four months and had to slowly bring everyone back in a very safe way. Um, As I say, it's a very compact site uh, and similarly welfare for us was the biggest problem in terms of bringing everyone back. Yes, of course. You can do the maths. We're five Five years or so it's it's taken us to complete the project. Well, so was it the sole thing that you were working on? I suppose it was. I wouldn't have got you to do anything else with them in, in that time. <laughs> uh, so initially, um, I, as I say, I've been very fortunate to work on the parliamentary estate um, and I was looking after another conservation programme, which is very dear to my heart, which is the Encorset Tile programme. Um, and that was replacing all of the um, Encorset Tile pavements throughout throughout the palace uh, but yes I was then brought onto this um I need to shout out my various different colleagues that have been working on it because it's not just me there's a as, as we've described <laughs> not massive, on your massive team yeah not on your own and while we're talking about maths uh how much did it cost to repair in the end what was the price tag Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um so our our total budgets um after covid um, was 89. We've come, oh, there you go. There's the division bells again. Apologies. What are the division bells? What, what are they for? <laughs> so the division bells um, signal that the House of Commons or House of Lords is sitting. Uh-huh. Um, and that's I, just calling everyone, um, what's today? We're on Thursday. So it could well be a test just to check that they're, Going. they're starting or it could be a call for prayers as well. Uh-huh. Um, so budget-wise, we've come in within our budget. Um, we did, however, partway through discover things like uh, bomb damage that we hadn't envisaged finding, particularly in the Belfry. Um, You may be aware that during the Second World War, um, the House of Commons was hit, including the tower. Um, And we found evidence of that in in various things like the clock dials and, as I say, also the Belfry. So we did have to go back uh, and ensure that we were, ask for a bit more money to ensure that we were really conserving Elizabeth Tower to the very best of our ability. Um, And we've, as, as we've described lots of incredible crafts, artisan crafts that we've worked with uh, to ensure that we are looking after the tower for, for the next generations. Did you just have to whip into the house to get that budget over the line? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that simple. Um, so we worked to a Treasury Green Book. Um, so lots and lots of governance to ensure that uh, our funding is being spent uh, fair and, and uh, correctly in accordance with our policies. I just missed the figure that you said. How much was it? 89 million. So our total budget was, yes, we've come in with un- under that though. 89 million pounds. And uh, it rang on Re- Remembrance Sunday in November. Was that, was that it, the first chiming? So yes, we officially reconnected it for Remembrance. Um, as part of the project, we were asked to ensure that we could strike Big Ben for uh, Remembrance Sunday and New Year throughout the entire project. Um, so that involved us building a temporary motor to enable to, the, the bell to strike because we'd taken the great clock out. Um, and that motor has been adopted 
by the tower and it also enabled us to participate in the, the queen's funeral so um big ben told uh, for the the, the Queen's journey, last journey from uh, Westminster Abbey to Wellington Arch. Yes, it did. Wow. Incredible. So much history. Wonderful. And uh, I suppose people say this to you all the time, but good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As I say, I can't take credit. Massive team um, and they have worked incredibly hard and all very proud of the work that they've, they've done. Oh, Thanks for joining us, Charlotte. Thanks for joining us this morning. An absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Charlotte Clawton, the Senior Project Leader uh, of Restoring Big Ben.